Hey guys, welcome back to another Sell with Manuel podcast. I am your host and your realtor, Manuel Sanchez. And I'm well aware that the steps to buying a house might seem complicated at first, especially if you're a first time home buyer. Luckily for you, today I'll be going over the step by step process of buying your first home. Let's go. Thanks for tuning in today for a new episode. Now, for any of the listeners out there, if you've been following my YouTube channel, a few months ago, I put together a step-by-step home selling process video, which you can find in my YouTube page, uh, which I'll later be converting into a podcast. But today, it's going to be the home buying process that I'll be going over. Many of you listening may have no clue where to start, and so hopefully this podcast adds some value to your home buying experience. If this is your first time on my podcast, make sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on new podcasts just like this one. So I constantly run into first-time homebuyers at open houses, many of which have no idea where to begin. And I see this constantly. I, I could be sitting at an open house, I see someone come in, and the first thing, or one of the few first questions that I ask is, have you been pre-approved? Have you talked to a lender? And you'd be surprised at how many people say no. Look, between down payments, credit scores, property taxes, interest rates, and closing the deal, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. And a lot of people are scared of of running credit and kind of diving deep. But um, there's so much at stake with a first home. And I get it. Our job as real estate agents is to make the process smooth and seamless. And at the same time, keep you informed along the way, making it fun and exciting. So, um, you know, like I said, many of them have no idea where to begin. And so hopefully this podcast will help you in the step-by-step of the home buying process. You'll learn what it takes to buy your first home from beginning to end, whether uh, whether it's your first one or your third one. Um, I'll have it covered in this podcast today. So um, with that being said, let's jump right into step number one. The very first step to becoming a homeowner is figuring out your finances. I put this one as first step. Many uh, like to put like talking to a lender first because a lender may um, tell you where you are as far as the, you know, where your finances are at and how you can always bring your score up. But I always tell my clients that the best time to buy a home is when you can afford it. Don't let the market dictate you buying a home. Your situation should dictate when to buy. Having said that, ideally, the down payment should be 20% of the home's price to avoid added fees, Uh, but don't let that discourage you. A down payment can be as low as 5% or even 0% for certain mortgages like like a VA home loan. It's important to understand kind of where you're at, and, and yes, talking to a lender would help, but I think more importantly is can you afford a home? Can you afford... Uh, not just the down payment, but the mortgage payment, the costs that come with uh, home ownership, like, like upkeep and water bills and, you know, the cable and internet. And, you know, it's much more than just just the 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 price of the home that you're paying for. So um, step two would be finding an agent. Um, luckily for everyone listening, you found one today. You're listening to him. Manuel Sanchez. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Now, I put this step before getting a pre-approval because most agents have two or three lenders that they can always recommend you for a home loan. Not only that, but um, I think it's always good for your agent to know what kind of home you'll be looking for. 
Uh, this way you hit the ground running. Once you do get pre-approved, if you tell them like, hey, Manuel, I'm going to be looking for a uh, modern home uh, that's a three-bedroom, two-bath, you know, has a, a two-car garage, three-car garage, whatever the case is, and he can kind of keep his eye out there, not necessarily start sending you properties, but at least he knows and he he kind of starts getting all, these, all this information for when you are pre-approved and you uh, are ready to start looking at homes and he can have them there for you. One big word of advice though, uh, I know many think that the agent is the least of their worries and that using your cousin or your best friend who got his license a month ago to have as a side gig is okay, but let me tell you, be warned. You should always seek out a professional realtor who does this full-time and knows the current market in neighborhoods. I've seen so many deals fall through because the buyers are using their best friend or their cousin who just got his license. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm all about, you know, getting, you know, giving chances, first-time chances to to realtors as uh, when I got started, people gave me uh, chances knowing that I was a new realtor, knowing that I had just gotten my license a month ago, um, but I was in a team, so I had the support of the whole team. Um, but be warned, um, I've seen so many deals fall through because the agent is not w- aware of what's going on in the deal because he doesn't do this every single day, day in and day out. Not only that, but maybe he's working, uh, he doesn't have a broker that he can go over and talk to that will always be there for support. So that's a huge thing. You know, if, if they're a full-time agent, if they work at a, a good brokerage, if maybe they just joined a team, then by all means use them. But um, if they if they're not and if they kind of do it on the side gig and you know kind of get some extra cash and and, and they don't do this every single day then uh, uh, I don't know what to tell you um, you're you're taking a little bit of a risk actually you're taking a huge risk on a asset or a, a purchase one of the biggest purchases of your life that you'll make in your life especially if it's your first home like you don't want you know, both you and your agent not knowing in what direction you're headed. So at least if it's your first home and you don't know much about, you know, buying a home um, and all you see are, you know, you're reading articles online and how to do it, but you have a license, a professional licensed full-time agent on your side, then you're good to go, man. Like you're, you're, you're solid. And if you're wondering how much buyer's agents charge, the answer is zero. We don't charge anything. Our services are free for home buyers. We get paid from the seller, not the buyer. So if you are working with a buyer's agent or if you're working with an agent um, and they try to charge you for their services on the buying side, then you should run away as fast as you can. Um, We'll end it at that for step number two. We'll jump into step number three and it is getting pre-approved with a lender. I know many of you are anxious to start house hunting, but going to view properties before knowing what you qualify for is like going to the mall without your wallet. Like what if you run into a purse or a pair of shoes that you want to buy, but you're like, ah, I don't have my wallet. So I don't know what can afford or what can I, what I cannot, cannot afford. So imagine finding the home of your dreams only to realize you don't qualify for it. That sucks. Right. Imagine being like, oh, we're looking to buy a $500,000 house. You show up to the house, it's 500. And you're like, this is it. I found my home. And you go talk to a lender and they're like, uh, you got pre-approved for like 400. Yeah, you can't afford that home. You don't you, you don't afford it. So obviously there, there's a nicer way of saying that, but you know, you get the point. Uh, not only that, but asking uh, agents to send you properties without a pre-approval is uh, kind of disrespectful. Uh, pre-approval is a way of telling agents that you are serious about buying. So if you just tell your agent, oh, I'm in the market to buy a house, 
uh, can you start sending me properties and we can we go look at properties without a pre-approval is like an agent most agents at least at least the busy you know professional agent will be like well let's start how serious are you let's get you pre-approved first so you can start looking at homes and know what you can afford so um, it's quite a bit of paperwork that that needs to be submitted when it comes to uh, talking with a lender or um, getting pre-approval they'll they'll go over uh, everything they will go into your financial background, job history, assets, and debt to income ratio, and tons of other things. But um, I know many people, at least clients of mine, when when they're going through this, they they kind of get worried. I always tell them the same thing: there's nothing to be worried about. They're on your team, and it's best to be honest and upfront with them. Remember that their job is to get you pre-approved. They don't make any money unless they get you pre-approved for a loan. So being upfront is in your best interest. If you have any, you know, hidden accounts or anything like that, that will eventually pop out. Like that will eventually come to light when you go through underwriting. So the way it works is that you go through a pre-approval, which is basically they take your word for how much, I mean, obviously they look at your bank accounts, your statements, everything. And then once you're in escrow, it goes under, under it goes through underwriting. So that's when they really like verify your income, you know, how much you have in the bank, what you make as a jo- in your job. So trust me, if you're trying to hide something, it will come out once in escrow and there's nothing worse than falling out of escrow. So um, step four is probably your favorite part and our favorite part, at least my favorite part, which is uh, go home shopping. This is the fun part. As a home buyer, your job is to visit as many open houses as you want to and ask your agent to set up showing appointments. It can be overwhelming at first. I get it. But I've noticed with clients that they, uh, with past uh, clients that I've had, that they pick up quite quickly as to what they like and what they don't like. Obviously, the more detailed info you can give your agent as to must-haves, styles, uh, you know, type of homes or areas that you're looking in, the easier it is to narrow down homes that you will like. There's nothing worse than uh, an agent sending you hundreds and hundreds of homes that don't even fit your criteria. So it's just a waste of time. So be, be specific as to what you want, must-haves, uh, what you're open to. Um, do you want a turnkey, uh, ready home or do you want a fixer upper? Do you want something that's livable, but you can maybe down the line, uh, upgrade the, the kitchen or the bathroom. So all that should be said to your agent up front. So you can start kind of looking as to, uh, and specifically in the areas that you're looking at and what you'd be open to, because, uh, let's say you're looking for, for a $600,000 home with five bedrooms. And in the area that you're looking in is not like that doesn't exist. So, um, just be open, have an open mind. Like you'd be surprised to clients, you know, they can tell me one thing and then they end up with another, but they're super happy and they didn't even know they wanted that, or they wanted to be in that area until they show up, see the home, see the area and they love it. So that's just something to keep in mind. Um, step number five, once you do find that home is make an offer. So, uh, once you have found your dream home, then it's time for your agent to submit an offer to the seller. Uh, big word of advice, have your agent call the listing agent to see if there are any current offers or where you need to come in to close the deal. Uh, communication between agents is the key to getting an offer accepted. I have seen it over and over where an agent sends in an offer without ever speaking with the listing agent only to lose the house because of miscommunication or uh, no communication. So have your agent reach out, uh, see where you guys need to come in, if there's any other other offers. And it, look, if you're it, speaking as an agent, if you're, I'm the, I'm the most upfront guy. I call an agent and be like, Hey guy, like, you know, let's be real. You know, where do we need to come in? Do you have any offers? Come on. You know, I, I really want my client. My client really wants this house. Where do we need to come in to get this deal done? 
even if he tells me like, hey, you need to come in 10 over, 10 over a list. And, you know, then I go back to the, the, the buyers and, you know, how, how badly do they want this house, right? How much are they willing to pay for, for the house of their dreams? So that's just something to keep in mind. Uh, obviously, open communication is the best form of communication. Like, I don't try to hide anything. I'm super upfront when I'm talking to other agents, which... You know, in the past, it's worked and it's gotten me uh, uh, offers accepted. So um, having said that, let's jump into step number six is get, by the way, if you make an offer and it's going to go a few different ways, it's either going to get accepted, it's going to get, you're going to get a counter offer or just going to be, or a multiple counter offer is if there's uh, more than one offer and they'll send out multiple counter offers. Um, and the, the paperwork looks a, looks a little bit different, which your agent should know because you can get sent a counter offer or it'll say multiple counter offer, which that means they're not just sending a counter offer to you, but to other agents as well or other buyers as well. So obviously if it doesn't get accepted, then you move on into the next house, or you can put in the offer as a backup offer, which in today's world, you see a lot of, you know, escrows fall through. I mean, it happens. It just happened to me probably like six months ago to with a client. We submitted an offer. Uh, they gave us a multiple counter offer and my client said no. And they went into escrow and they fell through three, three weeks later. By then we hadn't found a home. So we just jumped on it and we were in escrow for that home and she bought it and she was absolutely happy about it. So just something to keep in mind. It's not always going to get accepted. Uh, I always tell my clients like, you know, don't, don't, it's not over yet. Like submitting an offer doesn't mean you're going to get the house. So let's not, uh, uh, take that as a win just yet. Once we get a fully executed signed offer, uh, then we, we can start, uh, uh, the process and it's, uh, it's, I mean, at least for an agent, it's not over till it's over. You still have to get through escrow. You still have to get through home inspection and everything, which is, uh, having said that goes into step number six, get a home inspection. So once you have a, an accepted and fully executed offer, then it's time to open escrow. Uh, opening escrow is the listing agent's job, so that's nothing to have to, to do with you or your agent. But your to-do uh, will be to get a home inspection and make sure the home is in good condition. Uh, depending on the home inspection, you can request repairs be made or get a closing credit back to you. So that's always negotiable. Uh, something to keep in mind if you're not buying a new home is that you are not buying a new home. I'll repeat that. Something to keep in mind if you're not buying a new home is that you are not buying a new home. So more than likely, it will not be in perfect condition. Rest assured, though, that most problems are fixable. Step number six is get a home appraisal. Even if you are pre-approved for a home loan, your lender will want to conduct a home appraisal. This is where the lender checks out the house to make sure if it's a good investment or at least a bank. It's not really your lender. It's the bank that's lending you the money. Uh, They check out the house to make sure if it's a good investment, meaning if what you're paying for it comps out to similar homes in the neighborhood. It's like a home inspection, but for your lender. Step number eight is closing, closing the escrow. Closing of the escrow is where all the I's are dotted and all the T's have been crossed and you're good to go. Your home loan has gone through underwriting, your home repairs have been dealt with, and everything will officially get recorded. This is where you get the keys. So finally, you get the keys, you can move in. Now, something to uh, remember is that there are closing costs and they can range uh, anywhere from one to two, three, up to 5% of the home price. But uh, by this step, by closing time, you and your lender have already spoken about closing costs and interest rates and locked down an interest rate and you guys are good to go. Um, Step number nine, uh, last and final step 
is moving in. You're done. You've officially graduated from a home buyer to a homeowner. Now it's time to kick back and enjoy the many benefits of home ownership. So congratulations. You made it through the whole podcast. Thanks for listening. I uh, I really appreciate it. If you haven't done so, subscribe or share my podcast with any new home buyers or or any other home buyer that you have out there. And remember, if you are located anywhere in the U.S., I can always help you. Uh, I actually work with a lot of agents across the country where um, we refer out uh, clients or home buyers. But if you're in Southern California and San Diego or in L.A., which is my uh, the spots that I that I help out my clients then uh, feel free to reach out. I'm always here to help. Even if you want a second opinion on anything, like even if you are working with a realtor already um, and you, you're kind of iffy about it and you want a second opinion, I'm always here to help. Like you can always shoot me a text, an email. Uh, you can find me on all social media platforms at Sell with Manuel, or you can shoot me an email, Manuel at sellwithmanuel.com. Like I said, I'm always here to help. So hopefully this podcast added some value to your home buying journey. Um, if it has, then hit the subscribe button. Uh, thanks for listening in. And remember, if you are considering purchasing a home, then you can always contact me. I'm the easiest realtor to get a hold of. Until then, I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. Peace.